we serve a mighty God. We serve a holy God. Come on, somebody lift your hands right there. We serve an awesome God. Do you know he's awesome? He woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. We say these I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne. For you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. And I could sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I live my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne. For you are God and God alone. Because of you my cloudy days are gone. And I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you more than anything. Is that anybody's testimony tonight? Oh, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you more than anything. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you. More than anything, more than anything, more than anything, or more than anything, more than anything, oh, more than anything, more than anything, or more than anything, oh, more than anything. More than anything, yeah, more than anything, oh, sing more than anything, more than anything, Lord, I love you more than any, Lord, I love you more than any, Lord, I love you more than any, Lord, I love you. More than any, Lord, I adore you. More than any, 
Lord, I praise you more than anything. Lord, I worship you more than anything. Lord, I love you more than anything. Say with me, more than anything. Sing more than anything. Sing more than anything. Sing more than anything. Sing more than anything. More than anything. Lord, I love you more than anything. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in your heart, and ye, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. 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 And the voice of our youth. Again, let us pray. For Father, we do love you. That's why we come here today, Father, just to get to know you, Father, to live in your word, Lord, to be a part of what you promised us, Father. You've given us a spirit of worship, of praise, of love to move forth, Lord, to do the thing you ask us to do, Lord, and to show that same love to others. So again, Father, we give thanks. We ask your forgiving. And most of all, Lord, we ask your blessing here tonight up on St. James. Lord, keep us moving in the right direction, one path that you set for us, Father, and let us do things that are pleasing unto you. And we will give you all the glory, Father. We pray good things in our Savior's name. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together. You can do better than that. Come on, put your hands together. We praise the name of the Lord. We thank him for another opportunity to be back in the house of prayer. How many are grateful that God has blessed you to be back in the house of prayer? Come on, if you've been blessed by the Lord, come on, let's make some noise up in this place. We tell the Lord, thank you for what he has he has done. God has truly been good to all of us. And we're grateful that he has permitted us another opportunity to come and assemble in the house of prayer. How many of you told the Lord thank you already today? Amen. Amen. Again, we thank God. We're so excited about what he is doing. We're just elated about the fact that God has blessed us as a church, that we are continuing to grow, not just numerically, but um, spiritually. And we're so grateful um, to see how God is 
operating here on this corner here at St. James. And I hope you are excited about what he is doing because um, I'm a firm believer that whatever God does, he does it well. Amen. Amen. And so I just want to tell him thank you in advance um, because the truth of the matter is he did not have to use any of us. And the mere fact that he looked beyond our faults and still supplies us with all of our needs, um, that's just enough uh, of a reason for all of us to just um, celebrate the goodness of God every chance we get. And so again, we are excited about what he is doing. We are thankful um, that tonight we get to um, celebrate um, those that were able to dedicate themselves to completing Um, The new members orientation class. Come on, can you give them some love as we celebrate all of them? Amen. Amen. And so we're going to um, introduce them later on and let you see them and show them some extra love. Um, But we want to make sure that um, as we continue to grow in the things of God, um, that we as a church family, that we not miss any opportunities. Um, to get closer to God. And so the Lord permitted us on, on Sunday to begin, to begin um, a new series of sermons and teachings and lectures in regards to making sure um, that each and every one of us have a strategy so that we can win. Amen. Amen. Um, on the back of your handout tonight, on the back of your handout tonight, um, There's two questions on the back of your handout. If you don't have a handout, lift your hand. Um, It's the same handout for Sunday. If you brought your Sunday handout back with you, it works. Same handout. And um, there's two questions on the back of your handout that we want to begin tonight. Um, If you were not here Sunday, and even if you were here Sunday, and you did not fill in question number one, um, we want to make sure that right now you have an opportunity Um, to fill in question number one. Question number one is a simple question, but such a poignant question. And that simply is, what goal are you currently aiming for? What goal are you currently aiming for? Um, I need you to make sure that you know that it's very imperative um, that you understand that when you leave your house, You need to have a goal of where you're trying to go. Um, You're not just leaving your house just to be leaving the house. But but gas is too high to just be wandering um, through the streets. So you need to have an intended destination. There's somewhere I'm trying to get. And if you like me, I know where I want to end up. And there's some things in between me getting where I want to end up. So I map out my little travel plan that I can stop on a few places Um, along the way um, before I get to where I want to end up but I want to take a particular route or should I say route um, that we can make sure that I'm not wasting gas that I'm taking the most effective route for what I'm trying to get accomplished and whatever it is you're trying to get accomplished in 2019 the Lord says you need to make sure you take the most effective route Um, you, you need to make sure Um, That you are not just drifting in 2019, that you look up in 2019 has passed you by and you have not accomplished nothing that God has assigned for you to accomplish 
in 2019. And I'm a firm believer that if we trust in the Lord, um, just like he said in the Bible, he will order our steps. And since I know he'll order my steps, I constantly ask him to make sure that he's guiding me um, throughout the day. I don't know about you, um, but I've known I've gotten myself lost a few times. Amen. Um, I knew the area, but I was still lost. And sometimes, sometimes you can know where you are and still be lost. Um, You'll catch it when you get on 288. um, Because the truth is, you can be in the house and still be lost. Um, There are folk who God has God has blessed you with a house. Um, You got a roof over your head. You have central AC and heat. And when it got cold last night, all you did was just flip a switch, and and you were you were blessed with some warm air. Amen. And and you can have all that stuff and still be lost, Um, because that's the kind of. Um, God we serve if you are not asking God to order your steps you will have the creature comforts of life still not be satisfied and still be miserably lost Um, we want to make sure we are not in that position and so as we celebrate um, let's make sure that you write something there anybody need a pen lift your hand we make sure you get a pen I need you to have something written there Um, we'll make sure you have a pen Um, Because I want to make sure um, that you have what you need. And then um, on, on Sunday, on Sunday, we looked at number one. Number one said, what goal are you currently aiming for? And then whatever goal you have written there, let's go to number two. Because number two says, what is your strategy to accomplish your goal? Listen. If you cannot articulate your strategy that you are attempting to implement to ensure that you accomplish your goal, chances are you're not going to get there. Because you have to have a game plan for life. Anybody that does does anything with business, uh, first thing they want to see is your business plan. What is your business plan? That's why those of us that, that... that went to school or we're going to school, um, you got to go sit down with an advisor. And, and they, and they want to talk to you about what you're trying to get accomplished so that they can, so that they, they can give you a game plan um, that you can chart the necessary course that at the end of it, you can achieve what you're trying to accomplish. But if you don't have the, the business plan, then you're just going to be taking unnecessary cr- classes. And remember, all those classes cost money. Amen. And then, and then you might end up like a few of us know, you end up having to transfer to another institution, and then those credits don't carry over. Shame on God. You've got to have a strategy. Wait. Can you tell me your strategy right now? If I handed you the mic. Could you tell me the strategy you have to accomplish the goal that you have? And if you cannot tell me the strategy, that means we've got work to do. You have to be able to articulate why. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
You have to be able to speak life into your situation. You have to be able to speak life into the course of, or the path that God has for you. Because along that path, there are going to come some obstacles. And if you can't speak life, those obstacles will take you away from where you know you have been called to go. You have to be very um, you have to be very mindful of what God has given us. He's given us everything we need to succeed. I, I need you to get this. Um, I need you to understand this. You're looking for something else. And God is, wants you to understand you already have everything you need to succeed. And now what we've got to learn how to do is access what we've already been given. What is your strategy? For every parent in here, we was instructed on Sunday that not only should you have a goal, but your child should also have a goal. You need to sit down with your children and find out at least one goal they try to get accomplished. One. And then... You need to sit down with your children and map out a strategy for them to accomplish that goal. To every, to every one of us who are celebrating um, our new members tonight, we're grateful, we're grateful that you completed the new members orientation class. But now that you have com completed the new, new members orientation class, um, I need to raise one more question. Now what? what to all of you who completed the plan some years ago now what you went through the program you went through the course you got the information now what are we going to do with it because the truth of the matter is if we don't have a game plan of what we're going to do with the information we're going to have the information but the information won't be a benefit to us because we won't know how to apply the information and you've got to make sure that you have a structured plan of attack. You pass the class, you move through the class, and now you've got to activate what God has given you. Can I, can I tell you this? The devil is upset that you made it through the class. Y'all quiet right there. The devil is upset that you took out your time to go sit in a class and go receive some information and then you took out your time to show up on a Tuesday night after going to work all day and dealing with some hellions on those jobs. I'm just going to tell the truth. And then you made your way through Houston's cold crazy weather and this traffic and came to the house of the Lord and the devil is upset that you're here and now that you're here he's going to try to frustrate it, frustrate you while you're here do you know you can be in the house of the Lord and be frustrated you can be in the house of the Lord and, and the spirit of the Lord be everywhere but in you You'll be frustrated because something didn't go your way. And the truth of the matter is, now that God has been so good to each and every one of us, the question is, now what? What is our next step? I think I'm talking to the person sitting in your seat. Um, I, you know what's going on in your life. Um, you don't have to tell me, but let me ask you a question. What's your next step? What's your next move? Are you just going to pitch a pity party? 
Are, are you going to throw in the towel? Are you just going to sulk in the situation that you're in because it's not what you want it to be? It's not like you want it to be. It don't feel like you want it to feel. You may not be where you intended to be at this point in your life. And all that may be true. The question I have for you, now what? What you going to do about it? Complaining ain't going to get you out of it. Anybody tried to complain before? Pitching a pity party and trying to make folk feel sorry for you ain't going to get you out of it. You've got to have a strategy. Can you shout strategy? You've got to have a strategy. Listen. Everybody can have an excuse. And some of those excuses can be legitimate. But what's your strategy? You have to understand that this thing that God gives us comes with a strategy. I'm going to call your attention to Ephesians chapter chapter 6. I'm going to call your attention to Ephesians chapter 6. Um... Ephesians chapter 6 Paul writes these words he pins these words to us for us verses 10 and 11 he says finally a final word some versions translation says finally brothers be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. Did you hear that? Put on the whole armor of God. And Amaya, um, make sure you understand that it says put. Because what it's saying is the armor of God is there, but you got to put it on. And if you're not willing to put it on, it's not doing you any good. He says it's available to you. What you need is available to you, but you've got to be willing to put it on. He says, he says, he says, God has access, has given you access to everything you need. Everything you beautiful heart can desire but here is what you've got to be willing to do you've got to be willing to do necessary work that you can get what he has already given you when he told them I'm giving you the land of milk and honey he meant that he also had them to understand just because I'm giving giving it to you does not mean you're not going to have to do some work to enjoy it And can I tell you what many of us are right now? We're looking at our blessings and we're frustrated because we don't want to do the work. The enemy will not allow you to enjoy the blessings of God without you having to put in some work. What's your strategy? When you look at your handout, it says to us that strategy, strategy 
it means to command it means to lead and when you break it down from the greek perspective it's a compound word i told you on sunday the beginning of the word stra strat um it means to it means to encompass it means it means that you have the ability to engulf it means to spread out it means that god has given you a territory but you have to know how to encompass that that territory how to spread out in that territory and then the second part of that word it means that you have to learn watch this how to master it so it won't master you he says you've got to understand this word strategy means that whatever god gives you you have to know how to how to encompass it you have to know how to engulf it you have to know how to spread out in the territory that God has given you and then you have to know how to be the master of that territory because if you don't know how to be the master of that territory there's a serpent that will show up and allow that that, that territory to become your master as Adam and Eve and so you've got to understand that the devil has strategy. And if you're going to defeat the devil, you've got to have strategy. But the shout of the text is, is you've got to understand that it doesn't matter what the devil throws your way. If you do what God told you to do, you will be victorious. And so here it is. You've got to understand in chapter 1, when we write the book of Ephesians, chapter 1 talks about the blessings of Christ. Chapter 2 talks about the need for salvation. Chapter 3 talks about the need to grow in knowledge and strength, the knowledge and strength of God. Chapters 4 and 5 talks about the character and the conduct of a believer, the character and the conduct of a Christian. It tells us that when you are saved, there's a prerequisite character and conduct that comes along with being saved. It's not that I've been delivered from everything, but I can't do the same old stuff I used to because I don't feel the same about it anymore. I still know how to do it, but when I try to do it, it don't feel the same like it used to anymore. You want to know why? Because it don't fit me no more. I used to could do it and not think nothing of it. But now my conscience has been awakened. And so now when I go to do it, I don't enjoy it like I used to. And then chapter 6 shows up and God gives us through Paul the blueprint for success. Anybody want to be successful? He says, I'm giving you the blueprint now that you've gone through the class, now that you've passed the class, now that you've been in church for a while, now that you've been serving God for a while, now that you've been doing your 20, 30, now that you've been going to Sunday school or you've been going to Bible study, now that you've been in church for a while, here is the question I need you to understand. Do you have the blueprint now to succeed? Because you can go to church and I'm a, let me just put it this way. Y'all don't get mad at me. But the truth of the matter is, if I'm going to hell, I ain't going from the church. What am I coming to church for if I'm still going to hell? So therefore, 
um, if you're going to come to church, you ought to become the church. Amen. And so when you read it, it says in the book of Ephesians, Paul, from a prison cell, he writes to the believers a word to inspire and encourage the believers to hold fast to their assignment. Can I tell you what you need to understand? You need to understand the value of holding fast to your assignment. Why do you have to hold fast to your assignment? Kiki, because your assignment may not be my assignment. And my assignment may look or appear to be more glorious than your assignment. And if you keep looking at my assignment, you'll forget your assignment and start trying to do what God called me to do and find yourself in trouble with the Lord because you can't do what he told me to do. You're only equipped to do what he has for you to do. And God don't want a copycat. That's why he made you an original. Don't nobody else have your fingerprints. Don't nobody else have your footprint. Don't nobody else have the capacity to be you. So either you're going to be real or you're going to be a counterfeit. Yeah. yeah, That's good. And man, there's too many counterfeit folk in the church. I'm keeping my head down. They want to preach like one another. They want to teach like one another. They want to sing like one another. Man, can you just be you? That's unpopular, huh? Can you just be you? Because can I tell you this? If you be you, you can win. So Paul says he ensures them that God would continue to bless them while rem reminding them that the path would not always be easy. It will not always be easy. Did y'all hear what I just said? The path would not always be easy. Anybody can testify. It hasn't always been easy. Anybody can testify. It ain't always been peaches and cream. Anybody can testify. It ain't always been an easy road. But can I tell you, even though it ain't easy, God always makes a way out of no way. I could shout right there. I really could, Tiff. Um, because when I think about the things that God has brought me through, I wouldn't know him like I know him if he had not let me go through what I had to go through. But now that I went through what I had to go through and couldn't nobody else show up and do what I needed to do but God, can't nobody stop me from praising the Lord because he's just been that good to me. Now, now maybe you have a reserve type praise you know people be saying it don't take all that maybe it don't take all that for you because you ain't been through what I've been through but if you had to go through what I had to go through it takes all that and then some more So he ensures them that it won't always be easy Paul shares the truth about this Christian life here's what he says it's a spiritual battle Hey, Raven, can I bless you real quick? Many people lose the battle because you're trying to fight the battle from a carnal perspective instead of a spiritual perspective. This is a spiritual warfare. You want to know why you need to go through mem new members orientation class? You want to know why you got to keep showing up every time the God that we serve gives you an opportunity to show up? Because you got to be equipped to fight a spiritual battle. You've been arguing, you've been arguing with your wife for uh, four or five years. Ain't nothing got better. You won't know why? Because you're fighting from a carnal perspective. And this is a spiritual warfare. 
You're trying to understand why your children don't get it. They don't get it because you're coming from a carnal perspective and this is a spiritual warfare. You didn't whoop them as much as you can whoop them. Okay, it ain't working. You, you get me? I whoop them. I see them all the time. I whoop them. I take the PlayStation from them. I take the phone from them. Man, those are carnal things. But do you deal with them from a spiritual perspective? He said he, ought, he allows us to understand that God has equipped us with what we need to win the battle. Do you know you have everything you need? Do you know you're not lacking nothing? Do you know you don't have to change the color of your eyes? You don't have to change the kind of hair you have. You don't have to change your size. Whatever you have, if God gave it to you, it's enough for you to win. Better quit looking at them folk on TV and on social media. All them uh, airbrush pictures think you need to look like that. No, baby, that stuff is fake. You can be you and win. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. All them folk who have them followers on Instagram and Twitter, would they have the same amount of followers if they could just be real? <laughs> and you have all them followers, but you're still miserable. Paul uses this last chapter of Ephesians to introduce, he introduces to the saints of God to the given equipment piece by piece. Did you hear me? That there, there is equipment that, that the Lord has given us and the equipment that he has given us, you've got to understand it's what we need to win. Then he gives them the blueprint, which is the manual. Did you hear that? Which is the manual or the process to make it all work in their favor. Did you hear that? Um, you've got to understand. He gives you the blueprint. He gives you the blueprint. He gives you the manual. But many of us, many of us, um, we, we, we just don't like to read. Okay, that car you just got, you know, with your income tax money, that car you just got, um, um, how many of you read the manual before you start driving it? <laughs> the only time I pull the manual is when I can't figure them out. But I try for two hours to figure it out before I go to the manual. The answers were sitting right here all along. But I wasted all this time scratching my head, running myself crazy, just messing up stuff. When all I had to do was pull out the instructions, the manual, the blueprint, and it had told me just what to do, how to do it, and it would have took me two minutes. I'm two hours later sweating and frustrated. I'm not by myself. And Paul says, Paul says, literally, literally, Paul says, here is your spiritual strategy. Um, come here. Come here. Let me, let me tell you something. Come here. Let me tell you something. If you don't have a spiritual strategy, the devil will give you a devilish strategy. 
And what's going on in some of our lives right now is we claiming to be walking with God, but the devil has consumed us and we don't even know it. That's why as soon as somebody cuts you off in traffic, <laughs> come on, man, tell the truth. Soon as they could, and Lord knows they better not try to steal a parking spot. You saw my blinker. I got a, I got a, I got a permit too. I'm licensed to keep lethal, legally. And you saw my blinker. It's going down. I just left the range. Come on, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, but, but when you have been walking with the Lord, you have a spiritual strategy. You recognize that parking spot ain't that important. They had a sale the other day, and and the folk had to line up. They were lined up outside the store before they could let them in to get to the sale. And when they let the folk in, the folk just took off fighting because they were trying to get one of these items. And they just fighting over who going to get the item first. They shut the whole store down. Couldn't nobody get nothing. It's not that important. But if you had a spiritual strategy. First of all, you wouldn't have been standing in no doggone line. So let's take an honest examination of the manual to see if we are positioned to use the equipment. Watch this. Hey, Asia, properly. You get me? Um, Because many of us have equipment, but we don't know how to use it properly. You know, it's a a Phillips screw, but you're going to take a flat screwdriver. And then be mad because the screw gets stripped. Right? Somebody looking at me, huh? What you talking about? Don't worry about it. Um, Turn on TV. They have those do-it-yourself channels. And they'll show you there's a difference between a Phillip and a flathead screwdriver. Amen? Amen. And so now look at what he says. Listen to the words Paul used in verse number 10. He says, be strong in the Lord. Can you say, can you say strong? strong? Be strong in the Lord. What Paul is saying to you and I, he's using some terminology to let us know that if you don't understand how to be strong, none of this equipment is going to work for you. Okay? He's saying, be strong in the Lord. Now, get this. Because, Mark, he didn't say be strong in reciting scripture. Because, you know, some folk think they're better than you because they can recite more verses of scripture than you. They can just tell you. They can just run it down. Huh? How many verses of scripture you know? They just read, just run off. Like they didn't. Anybody can memorize scripture. The devil knows scripture. My question is, can you live what you're claiming you, you're reciting? He says, he says, you got to be strong in the Lord. So let me raise this question. How strong are you? Just be honest. Here comes the honest part. How strong are you? The minute you don't get your way, 
you pitch a fit. How strong are you? The minute somebody don't do what they said they was going to do, you go off. How strong are you? Lord knows this woman at the cash register don't give me my correct change back. Am I the only one? I was in Kroger the other day. And this dude finna take this girl head off because his chains wasn't right. She was off by 10 cents. And he held the whole line up clowning for 10 cents. I said, brother, I will give you 10 cents. Come on. <laughs> Leave this girl alone, man. He, I mean, he's fired up. I need the manager. Y'all can't count. I mean, he's just going off. Man, I'll give you 20 cents if you just leave. Leave this girl alone. How strong are you? Don't take nothing for us to go off. Come on, you know anybody like that? It don't take nothing for you to go off. And then your whole day is ruined. And it wouldn't be so bad if it was just your whole day ruined. Not that your whole day ruined, you're trying to ruin mine too. Are you mentally, are you emotionally, are you spiritually strong? Paul says, how strong are you? The word strong in Greek, it comes from a word, um, it's on your handout. Um, you pronounce it for me. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's called endonomo. And what it means is to empower. Endonomo, it says to empower. What it said? He says, Paul is saying, Paul is saying, if you begin the process of putting on the whole armor of God, what you do, Mr. Swanson, is you empower yourself. And not only do you empower yourself, Donna Gale, you empower your family. So before your child leaves this house into this wicked world, your child has been empowered. Before you leave your house into this wicked world to deal with these folk that you have to deal with to make a living, you will leave your house empowered. So you ain't got to trust nobody out on the job knowing you need the job and then lose the job. Now you're asking God to replace the job and God said, I gave you the job. But because you did not know how to put on the whole armor, you went out ill-equipped, unequipped, unprepared, and now you lost your blessing. And you still cussing and fussing about them, but they still got their job. He said you got to be strong in the Lord. That word strong means to empower and not just empower, but it also means, Ashley, it means a fixed position. Here's what he's saying, Joy. You can't be wishy-washy with me. You know wishy-washy. You know wishy-washy folk. You, you got to meet them every time you meet them. You don't know who it is you done bumped. Now, I know your name, but I don't know who you are right now. What's that movie, Split? Man, which character are you playing today? I just need to know. Because every time you meet them, they something else. 
And we can't make fun of it, but, but we'll say it, we'll, we'll call them bipolar. You get what I'm saying? Now, we do know mental health is serious, but that's what we'll say. Man, he bipolar. He always, he, he don't never know what you're going to get out of him. Paul says, when you, when you roll with God, when you roll with God, you will be in a fixed position of power. Did you hear what I just said? I said a fixed position of power. And that's why he said, man, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Why? Because I'm in a fixed position of power. I may be weak in a human stand, but from the spiritual perspective, I've got enough strength to see me through. And do you have enough strength to tell the enemy, not my child, do you have enough strength to look the devil in the face and say, you can't have my family. You can't mess up my home. You can't steal my joy. You cannot have this because this is covered by the Lord and he has empowered us. You giving up. Because the school board don't agree with it. Who cares about what the school board got to say about it? God is bigger than any school board you ever got to go against. You've got to understand who you are as a child of God. He says, now that you've come through all of this, I need you to understand. Now you've got to know, put on your power. You know, Tony Starks ain't nothing without that suit. All you folk that know what I'm talking about. But when he put that suit on, they don't call him Tony no more. He's Iron Man. It's something about putting that armor on. And man, let me tell you something. You put your armor on. <laughs> the devil can whoop Aaron. He, he can get Aaron, but hope. But but when I put that armor on, so say it again, say it a little louder. That's what it is. Because when I put that armor on, he can't handle that. You, you've got to know how to put on. So Paul says, listen, he says, he says. You've got to be strong in the Lord. Let me, let me push on real quick. He says the first thing you got to put on that makes you strong, and this is going to be tight for some of us, but he says you've got to put on, you've got to put on in verse 14, he says you've got to put on the belt of truth. Can you holler truth? Um, I do want you to get this before I run out of time. Many of us are weak because we can't handle the truth. Anytime somebody tell you the truth, you say they hating. Anytime somebody tell you the truth, you say they jealous. Anytime somebody tell you the truth, you say they throwing shade. No, they're not. They telling the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Can you handle the truth? Come on, man. Let's be honest. A few good men. Sometimes the truth hurts. 
And we dealing with some weak folk who call themselves Christian in 2019. You can't take nothing. Come on, I ain't by myself. That's why you're struggling relationship, you struggle with your finances, you struggle at the job, you struggle in the community, you struggle everywhere because you can't take nothing. Have all the advantages in the world, but you're miserable and depressed and you're lonely because you can't take nothing. The truth is, it ain't always them, baby. Sometimes it's me. My issue in my home ain't got nothing to do with my wife and my children. It's me. I know it's going to get quiet right there. <laughs> he said, but here's what you got to understand. If you can accept the truth, you can be empowered by the truth. You've been coming during the week. John 8. 31, 32 has been one of our memory verses and here is what it says. It simply puts it this way. And you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Man, if you just deal with the truth, your whole life will turn around. I'm in this situation because I failed to prepare myself because I made some bad choices because I made some bad decisions. Now this is the consequence of my actions and if I can just accept that, God can give me a plan to get out of this. strategy I should be further alone but I chose to go wild out now because I was wilding out when I should have been focused on what God had for me to do now these are the consequences of my actions but can I tell you God will take me right where I am raise me up again and place me back on my feet if I can just accept the truth Paul says, everything you have to be successful starts with you and I accepting the T-R-U-T-H. Can you handle the truth? Paul uses the word strong to signify that if we could follow the strategic plan of attack, that we would literally empower ourselves. And it means to stay in position of power and when you showed up here today um, my question is did you show up needing power or were you already empowered because sometimes you show up to church and you just come on I'm empty you get what I'm saying I've been fighting, waging, waging war all day. I show up sometime empty, needing to be empowered. You get what I'm saying? But Paul says you shouldn't have had to show up empty or needing to be empowered if you knew how to put your power on. It's like, it's like your cell phone. Fall asleep. Forget to put it on the charger. And it's your alarm clock. You wake up late. Talking about my alarm didn't go off. Because the battery died. Ain't nothing wrong with the phone. You failed to put it 
on the charger. And that's what we do. We show up here dead. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? And, and when we show up, I look at LeVar, LeVar look at me, and we both say, I see dead people. Because they now one of us been on the charger. By the grace of God, we'll bump into somebody that got some juice. Boy, some juice, doc. You get what I'm saying? And you get next to somebody and they start recharging you. See, that's why you can't never, you can't never take for granted why God has put you where he put you in the seat that he put you in. Because somebody going to show up, bump into you that's dead, but he's giving you some juice to give to them. Here's what you serve as a hot spot. When you put the truth on, you are a hot spot. And God says, God says, God says, God says, man, the reason I let you go through new members orientation, because I need you to be my hot spot. I need you to go get some of these other dead folk. Or some of these folk who running low. And when them, you've been here five years, but you need to get back on the charger. You done got comfortable. Paul says, here it is. Put the truth on. I'm pausing right here. Do you have a strategy that allows you to put the truth on every day? Do you have a strategy? Because if you leave your house without putting the truth on, you in trouble. We live in a society where we have folk, um, we have folk who would rather live or wear a well-dressed life than live in the naked truth. So what do we do? We go spend $800 on some shoes. What color the bottoms of them? Let me see. Right? We go to our favorite show. You know, Mac. Whatever. You get your makeup done. You get your nails done. You get your hair done. You get you some nice clothes. And you put all that on the outside. And show up here. Faking. And toe up on the inside. Because you don't want nobody to see the truth. Y'all been cussed and fussed all the way to church. <laughs> Anybody been there? Fussing and fighting all the way to church. Pull up in the parking lot. Get out the car. Somebody from church said, how y'all doing? Hey, come on, baby. Let's go. Let me get you. <laughs> you know how to put that mask on. Because you don't want nobody in your business. And you tell your children like that, you should tell us what goes on in this house. But they'll tell on you. God said, why are you going to keep coming here fronting? Come on, show up here in the truth. 
Because if you show up in the truth, I'll give you what you need. It's a strategy. What's your strategy? Can you tell me? I'm, I'm quitting. Can you tell me, Amanda, your strategy for putting the truth on every day? Because when you go look at the manual, the manual said the first thing you and I must do is put on the belt of truth. And if you ain't operating in the truth, you're operating in the wrong strategy. Can you handle the truth? When you read the Bible, here's what you'll discover. In the King James Version, the word truth is mentioned in the Old Testament 118 times. In the New Testament, 119 times. I ain't good at math. I'll do the math. I think that's like 237. 237 mentions of the word truth. Which signifies that to God, truth matters. Can I raise this question? Don't answer this out loud. Are you living the truth? Or are you living a lie? God called us here. Did you hear me? That he can equip us to win. And the only way you're going to win is you got to walk in the truth. Anybody know what I'm saying tonight? Because the truth will set you free. God bless you for showing up tonight. On the back of your handout, number two says, what's your strategy? Your homework assignment for the week. It's a developer strategy that you can articulate that empowers you to be able to put the truth on every day. Do you hear me? Can you put the truth on daily? If any man will come after me, he must first deny himself. Take up his cross. That's the truth. And then follow me daily. Paul says you have everything to win. But it begins with you putting on the truth. It is my prayer that you will do your very best to let the truth minister unto you. The truth is I can do better. Did you hear me? The truth is I can give God more. The truth is I can be a better husband, a better pastor, a better preacher, a better father. The truth is I can be a better student. The truth is I can be better in every area of my life. But it takes me understanding it begins with me spiritually putting myself in position to win. How many want to win in 2019? Come on.
Come on. Lord, we thank you again for positioning us to be able to receive everything that you have for us. We're so excited about what you're doing in our lives. We're so excited that you have ordained us to be strategically placed, that we can hear from you, that we can receive from you, O oh God. And we come tonight to give your name all the honor, glory, and praise. Lord, position us that we can be strong in you, that we can face the adversity of this world and still give you honor, glory, and praise. We thank you for what you've already done as we glorify your name tonight. I lift every individual that's in the house up tonight up unto you, recognizing, oh God, you know about all of our needs, all of our issues, all of our ups and downs. And we come before you, oh God, asking if you would just breathe on our situations. Allow us to be that light, that hot spot that you would have us to be. That we can glorify your name and draw others nearer to you. Use us as you see fit, oh God. And we'll collectively give your name all praise, all honor, and all glory. For we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen. Come on, put your hands together as we thank God.